This force, this thing that lived inside of him came from a source too violent, too deadly for you to imagine. It, it grew inside him, contaminating his soul. It was pure evil. What makes you think he'll come back here? This house is sacred to him. He has all his memories here. His rage! Mrs. Strode, I beg of you, don't let your family suffer the same fate that Laurie and her daughter suffered. Welcome to the Ancient Slumber Podcast, show number 18. My name is Chris Ward, and joining me for a chat about some cult movies is Myron Schmidt. How are you doing, Myron? Good. How are you, Chris? I am very well. Thank you very much for asking. Show number 18, the second part of our Halloween retrospective. Yeah, we're about to go in the 20s. I know, I know. Oh, show number 20. <laughs> Imagine that. I'm imagining it now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, we, do we have more than two listeners? Probably. I listened That's on my good. own twice, so there you go, that counts. <laughs> Absolutely it counts. Take it where you can get it. Time I finish editing this bastard, I don't want to hear it again. <laughs> yeah, oh man. <laughs> right then, today we are looking at the next three Halloween films in the series, which are Halloween 4, 5 and 6, and we're also going to have a little look at the Arrow Video Blu-ray of Slugs. Yes, we are. Which I had to watch twice because I watched it last week and then we had to cancel recording. So I watched it again because I'd completely forgotten it. <laughs> but I'll get there. <laughs> I actually love Slugs, so. Oh, well, well, hang on to that, hang on to that. We'll get there at the end. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, yeah, but before that, there's the usual case of good, bad and ugly. Uh, and we're going to do a little new section now. Yes, we are. We are. We're going to do a little... I don't know, we might change the name, but for now we're going to call it What We've Been Buying, and I'll come up with a jingle. Oh, let's do something. <laughs> That's B-E-E-N, not B-I-N, correct? Yes, and yeah, let's do a jingle. Uh, what We've Been Buying, What We've Been Buying. There you go, there's the jingle. Very good. That is the official jingle. I had Jimmy Page come in and record that himself. There you go. I'm hoping to get that as a ringtone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, they'll be queuing up for that one. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I might come up with some Absolutely. by the time this goes out. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll nick something. For, I'll I'll find something somewhere. <laughs> I should go trawling for some tunes. Anyway, Myron, what have you been buying since the last time we spoke? You, you know, it's been a long time, but I really haven't been buying a bunch. Um, well, that's just buggered up the new section, then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you buy more than me, so there you go. I do, I do, yes. And, and I go in, I go in spurts where I'll buy a lot, and then I won't. I got got a couple of things. Okay. I got uh, the X Men Apocalypse. Oh yes, right, yeah, yeah. I need yep, to get yep, that. Yep. 
Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I'm a big fan of Apocalypse. I mean, yes, there's plot holes out the wazoo, but, you know, who cares? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think we spoke about that last time, didn't we? Yeah, and I bought uh, Lake Mungo. Oh, right, yes, yes. Yes, I, you know, you know me. Yeah. Um, I have seen it. I and really, it. that that's about it. Well, that's that falling flat on its arse, <laughs> isn't it? Kind of did, but you well, know, well, I'll, I'll figure something in then. I figure you're a little bit better at this than me. Yeah, okay. Uh, I've, bought, I've got four things that spring to mind that I bought. So, but you know, we could also do what we're buying and what we're renting to help support the VOD out there. Yeah, see, I don't generally rent. See, I do a lot of renting. Yeah, see, you, we we can include renting if you've rented something you want to talk about. Well, I have, but I I, I, I rented. Uh, oh hell, what is that called? Oh uh, shit, the other side of the door. All right, yes. Yeah, 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 and I, and I really I really enjoyed that one. It was good good decent movie. Oh, okay. Okay. It was the uh the second Jeremy Sisto movie this year that deals with horror. I wonder how big of a fan Jeremy is of horror now. Is he in it or did he direct it or No, 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 he's in it. He's in it like he did uh he acted in Hangman. He's in Wrong Turn as well. Maybe he's a big horror fan and we don't know it. He's in the first Wrong Turn film. I'll be darned. There you go. Right then. I bought from Arrow Video, The Hills Have Eyes. Nice. Yes, I bought the limited edition box set. Comes in a lovely box with a nice little book, hardback book. Yeah, I won't say too much because we will probably do Hills Have Eyes at some point in the not too distant future. My full review of it is over at Flickering Myth. So yeah, it's a nice little package if you can uh, get hold of one. I don't know. I think there's still some available. Um, I also bought season one of Ash vs. Evil Dead. And you don't do TV. And I don't do TV, but I do do Bruce Campbell and Evil Dead. So, uh, yes, I bought it on DVD. I uh, sat and watched it last week, the whole lot, and I fucking loved it. Really? Yes. Yes, that is how you do TV. Ten half-hour episodes of giving you exactly <laughs> what you want. I know. That is uh, that is exactly right. That is how you do TV. Yep. Concise, to the point. None of this, you know, bringing in characters and spending three episodes giving you a backstory on them that you don't give a fuck about. No, it's... To the point, it's Bruce Campbell with a chainsaw and a shotgun going mental at Deadites, and that's all I wanted to see, and that's exactly what it gave me. So I'm looking forward to season two. I really think a lot of uh, networks, especially the prime networks like Netflix, HBO, Stars, they're really focused in on these quick hit TV series. Yeah. And some of them like Netflix will drop the whole series. Some of them like Stars and HBO, they do one at a time, but they're 30 minutes or an hour, and they do like I don't know, 10 of them, and yeah. then they wait for season two. What a way to do it. That's how it should be done. How? Who the hell wants to wait for 23 episodes on a normal you know, network-run series? It's it's bonkers. It's why I can't do Walking Dead. It's just I just lose interest too quickly. It, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And Gotham's trying my patience as well. I, I've tried to do Walking Dead, and I just – they do this really – they do this half – half-season cliffhanger crap that's just... Oh, I know, I know. It's just, uh, what's the word, stretching it out, isn't it, really? Yeah. You could watch Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead in an evening, and that, you know, that takes up about five or six hours of your time, and you're done. Yeah, yeah. But there you go. Um, I also bought, you would like this one, Stephen King's It on Blu-ray. Oh, very cool. Yeah, that came out last week. I bought it. Um, It is, if anyone's thinking of getting it on Blu-ray, it is still the 4.3 ratio. It does look like the original broadcast, so if you've got a big widescreen telly, half your picture's gone. So I've seen a lot of people complaining about that. But apart from that, yep, yeah, very good. And 
as a side note, I bought Ghostbusters, the original one, on Blu-ray. Did you? Yes, it was. I think I paid less than three pounds for it. Nice. I think uh, I paid nine nine bucks a while ago for uh, one and two, mm-hmm. and it came with the digital versions as well. So I was happy. Cool. Yeah, this one was secondhand from Amazon Markets, and it had the um, digital copy as well that hadn't been used. So. Oh, very cool. So I got that as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not fussed about Ghostbusters too, but yeah, I love the original. So there you go. Is it the set with the booklet that's built into it? Uh, no. Okay. No, just black, just Blu-ray and a digital copy, and that's all I wanted. And I got it less than three quid. Bargain. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, there's been a few Stephen Kings that just came out of Blu-ray. Uh, it, mm-hmm. Salem's Lot, and a couple others I can't remember, but Ooh. yeah, I saw that. I wonder if Salem's Lot's coming out over here then. It's out over here. We seem to be getting them about a month after you guys are, I think. Ooh, Cat's Eye, I think is the other one. Oh, I've got that on DVD. Maybe those three. I know Christine's coming out here in a couple of weeks because I've got my review disc. See, that's funny. It's already gotten a Blu-ray over here. I already own it. Paid 10 bucks for it. New. Oh, right, yeah. It's uh, With the digital. It's coming out over here. A new company called Powerhouse Films are releasing it. Um, they're releasing it with a booklet. Um, I don't think there's a digital copy, but... Um, yeah, I've got a review disc of it, so uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled to Flickering Myth for that one, because I'll be covering it for them. I will, as always. Oh, of course you will, of course you will. Oh, I'm going to give a shout-out to Luke and the guys at Flickering Myth as well. They gave us a mention on their last podcast, and they were talking Oh, about, how nice. They, were. they were talking about Psycho 2, because uh, Luke had listened to us talk about it and went back to watch it, and he loved it. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. See? We are influencing the masses. <laughs> that may be a... <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike certain politicians, we will say what we think and we won't try and deny it. There you go. That's right. <laughs> I'll be disparaging about everyone. I don't discriminate. That's right. You never <laughs> have. That's it. I don't discriminate. I hate everyone. Right. That's exactly. <laughs> I don't really hate everyone. Just so. right then. Should we do some good, some bad, some ugly? Let's do that. Woohoo! Right then, give us something good. A uh, found footage film. Oh, fuck. There we go. Thank you. Um, This is an Australian found footage film called The Tunnel. Okay. Really, really enjoyed it. That rings a bell, actually. It's very good. It's actually free on YouTube. Is it? Oh, whoa. There's a mark of quality. The the guys who did the movie actually put it out free on YouTube, but also have a... uh, you know, DVDs and stuff like that as well. So yeah. at some point I'll get the DVD. Oh, well, you must have liked it then. Four and a half stars, buddy. Is it? Yes. Wow. Is it about yes. people trapped in a tunnel? It is, isn't nope. it? And they've no got a camera. Comment. No and they've got a camera and they won't switch it off because they have to capture everything. And at the end, someone drops the camera and then the screen goes black. Is that what happens? No comment. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Why do you do it? Hey, a lot of people survived this one, okay? <laughs> oh, good, so there'll be a sequel then. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> oh, just shut up. So what did you like? Uh, I watched a documentary called End of the Century, The Story of the Ramones. Really? Yes. And I was quite surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Wow. Because I do, I don't really, I like the Ramones anyway, obviously, but... Um, yeah, I didn't actually know that much about them on a personal level sort of thing. And I didn't realise they hated each other quite as much as they did. 
Did they? I did not know that at all. Yeah, uh, especially Johnny and Joey. They couldn't stand. Well, I mean, Johnny is sort of ultra right wing conservative, and uh, Joey was very much sort of left wing liberal. Uh, yeah, they really hated each other. They didn't speak for about fifteen years, and yet they could go on stage and you know kick ass every night, you know, as they did. So yeah, that's absolutely hysterical. Yeah, but they didn't speak because uh, jo- uh, Johnny Ramone stole Joey Ramone's girlfriend. And he's an ultra right wing conservative. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strike two. Yeah, but uh, no, but very good documentary if you like sort of punk and the Ramones and that type of thing. There's plenty of good music, lots of live footage. Um, obviously, you know, fantastic songs that we all know. Um, but yeah, some really good interviews as well. Uh, and I picked it up dirt fucking cheap for about forty p on Amazon plus the postage. Wow, that's dirt cheap. It was. Uh, it's on the Tartan label over here, uh, who were very sort of notable genre label but uh yeah very good if you can find it give it a watch i recommend it okay cool go on then something bad i got a couple that qualify in this category (laughs) the first one you've got more than a couple (laughs) well yes yes i do but the first one that was just horrible was a movie called the forest oh i've heard of that yes i've heard some very mixed reviews Uh, don't watch that no under under any circumstances don't watch that well i hate it Okay, yes, 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 you will. <laughs> yes, you will. Very much so. It's just, it's just bad. <laughs> there's, there's not one good thing in it. Oh, okay. Is it about a woman in a forest? Yes. And not a lot happens? In Japan. Yeah, no, not a, a lot happens. Japanese forest. Wow, there's a twist. Yes, the suicide forest. Oh, I get you. Oh, and at the end of it, is it all in her head? No, no, it is not. Oh. That might have been better. <laughs> there you go. No, no, it's just horribly bad. Okie dokie. You want to take a guess at what my next one is? Is it... <laughs> Are we going to disagree? Probably we will. Is it a film with a number in the title? It might be. Is it directed by Rob Zombie? It might be. Damn you. <laughs> You're dead to me. What a bad movie. <laughs> I, I could find nothing redeeming in this movie at all. I could find nothing. I, I was ready for everyone to die right at the beginning. <laughs> they more or less did, didn't they? Oh, no, it took two hours. Oh, that was a long two hours, or hour and a half, whatever. Hour and 40, hour and 40. But, you know, again, I know why you like it. It's typical Rob Zombie. Again, yeah. it's redneck stuff, and that's, you know, it just is. Yeah, it's, uh, if you want to read my full review, go over to frightfest.co.uk. My full review is on there. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. And anybody who doesn't like this film, I'm not going to argue with them because I can understand why. But for me, it wasn't brilliant. I'm going to say I didn't come out of it in sort of, you know, devil horns in the air and go fucking yeah. (laughs) But I do want to watch it again. But I mean, it did give me everything that I was expecting from it, you know. Oh, God, please don't ever make me watch it again. You know, it, it's less Lords of Salem and it's more House of a Thousand Corpses. Yes. It's that yes. direction, really, rather than yes. anything more sort of uh, artistic for Rob Zombie. But, you know, it, if you like Rob Zombie, you're going to love it. If you're not that keen on Rob Zombie or you're any half-assed about it, you're not going to like it. So it, there it is. Yes, I, and, and that's the end of the story right there. Yeah, uh, um, I just hope there's going to be a UK Blu-ray release at some point. Oh, God. <laughs> God. Oh. Anything else? Uh, no, that, that's about it for me. Okay. Uh, I'll mention one bad that springs to mind that I watched. I watched Children of the Corn, Genesis. 
which I think is about the 450th sequel to Children of yes. Corn. Um, I, this is going to sound really weird. I actually expected something good from this, purely because Billy Drago's in it, and I love Billy Drago. I think he's fantastic. Well, yeah, but... You know. he's, he's got the face for horror films, hasn't he, really? <laughs> you know, and it started off with, you know, a bit sort of Texas Chainsawry. There's a couple, they're lost in the backwoods, they find Billy Drago's house, and he acts. he's a bit of a religious nut, and he invites them in, and he acts all weird. Um, so for the first sort of half hour, this film sort of draws you in. You think, oh, there's something here. And then it just drops the ball completely, and you get the usual he who walks behind the rose bullshit, <laughs> which became old by the second film, to be honest. Um, yeah, I just get the feeling this... I think this is one of those films that was written for something else, and they said, oh, no, we'll make it a Children of the Corn film. They throw in some children at the end, and there's no corn in it. <laughs> just fucking, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. It started off promising, but it just, no, by the end of it, I just didn't really give a fuck about it anymore. There you go. Oh, well, I don't blame you. I should have known better, but I thought I'd give it a go. It's, uh, you know. (laughs) For the sake of completion, I watched it. I don't have to watch it again. (laughs) Oh, it's one of those, you know, that's one of those franchises where the first one was really good. I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah. The original, not the remake. Yeah. (laughs) But... You know, it just needed to just, that's it, no more, we're done. That's it, yeah. The third, I will say the third one's quite fun. It's completely batshit over the top, but it's fun. <laughs> Apart from that, don't bother. On with the ugly. Yeah. This will surprise you. The ugly was the Blair Witch. <laughs> okay. Where to start with this? It started out okay, was not bad at all. They go into the woods. The first little bit in the woods wasn't bad. And then it just, it just kind of went downhill. And they had this, I don't even know, 15, 20-minute end chase montage kind of scene thing. And it was it was so bad. It just, it, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Adam and Simon were thinking. They were thinking, let's make some money. That's what they were thinking. <sighs> There's so many different ways they could have gone with it. And it just, maybe they shouldn't have done it. I don't know. But. I mean, I I liked it, but it was just it was just an ugly made movie. It was just whereas the original know, Blair Witch was beautiful, wasn't it? I enjoyed the first Blair Witch. <laughs> I saw it in the theater. I loved it. I saw it in cinemas as well. I really I thought it was uh I really enjoyed it. This one, not so much. No. Are they ever going to actually decide whether the witch is a real witch or is it just people's imaginations? I don't know. I don't know. I think that it, I think it's getting old, very old, very and, quickly. And, and this movie, they tried to incorporate some new mythology into the witch, and yeah, just to keep people interested. Yeah, but it didn't work. No, because no one gives a fuck about the franchise. Well, I don't anyway. They probably should have left it alone. I mean, they started off, they started off okay, and if they had managed to try and steer it in a, I, I, I don't know where they could have gone, but I think there's. I just don't know. They should have just left it alone. They should leave the original, leave Blair Witch alone because the first film, I mean, I'm not a massive fan, but the first film, it built up a mythology. It all worked at the time. Leave it. Don't study yes. it anymore. Yep. You know, it's like going back to a film from sort of 20 years ago and doing another sequel. You know, like they did with Texas Chainsaw and all that. Just, just leave it. <laughs> exactly. It fucking matter anymore. Exactly. But there you go. Oh, well. Exactly. Uh, my ugly, do this one quickly, is a film called Doctor Alien. 
Never even heard of that. Never heard of it. It's from 1989. It's got Linnea Quigley and Ginger Lynn Allen in it. So that tells you something. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's released on 88 films over here on their Grindhouse label. Um, it's a completely silly film, but I still enjoyed it. It's only a two-star film, but I had fun with it. It's just about a kid who gets involved with some alien experiments and becomes irresistible to women. And then he finds out the teacher doing the experiments on him is an alien. Oh, God. Yeah, it's dumb. It's stupid. In the 80s, if I'd seen it in the 80s, I'd have fucking loved it. As it is, it was good fun. It made me laugh a couple of times, but it is crap. I got you. But there you go. So that's it for Good, Bad, and Ugly. That's it for Good, Bad, and Ugly. I can admit that found footage films are terrible. Yeah. But I still have to watch them. I still have to, you know. Well, yeah, I suppose you have to see them to form an opinion. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. Whereas I formed an opinion when Blair Witch came out, and I've stuck with it. <laughs> yes, I, you I did. Haven't be, I haven't really been proved wrong yet, have I? Apart from the wreck films. No, no, you really haven't. You really don't. <laughs> uh, you don't. You don't sway much on that particular opinion. No. I think you're a little bit prejudiced towards those films. There is probably a recording of me somewhere wanting to grab found footage films by the pussy. <laughs> that might be too soon. Grab it by the camcorder. That's what I say. There you go. <laughs> you, would pref- you would prefer they just never make another found footage film. It wouldn't worry me. I honestly couldn't give a fuck. Exactly. You know, even the Wreck franchise, as much as I love Wreck 1 and 2, they gave up on that idea by the third one. Well, the third one was... Never mind. Yeah, the third one was a bit shit, actually. Yeah. We, we may have to do this franchise at some point. We are. Yeah. We are going to do them. Because okay. <laughs> I like them. Anyway, <laughs> should we move on to another <laughs> franchise? Oh... Yes, please. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about these. Do it. Right then. Let's play a trailer. Do you know what today is? Do you know the date? Every day I look at myself in the mirror. And every day I remember. You let them take it out of here. Now he's escaped. I knew this day would come. What brings you back here for ten years? Michael Myers. Ten years ago, he tried to kill Laurie Strode. Now he wants her daughter. Wherever she is, that little child is in mortal danger. Myers has been locked up since before she was born. He's never laid eyes on her. You're talking about him as if he were a human being. That part of him died years ago. Six bodies, Sheriff! That's what I've seen! I tell you, Michael Myers is here in this town! He's here to kill that little girl and anybody who gets in his way. Our phone and power lines are down and we have a killer running loose in the street. Starting to spook me, Doc. At least I'm not alone. What is he? The hell are we dealing with? Evil.
man do this, Lula? Just tell me. It isn't a man. Okay, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers from 1988. Directed by yes. Dwight... Yes. Directed by Dwight H. Little, starring Donald Pleasance, Ellie Cornell, Danielle Harris, George P. Wilbur, Michael Pataki, Bo Starr, and Kathleen Kinmont. Right then, have you got a synopsis? Uh, Michael Myers comes back to Haddonfield. Bloody hell, there you go. Right then, Halloween 3 had come out, and not many people liked it, because there was no Michael Myers in it. Exactly. And then, so, technically, the franchise was sort of dead, because nothing happened for a few years. During which time we had Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th come up with lots of sequels and become very popular. So in 1988, Mustafa Ricard put the wheels in motion for Halloween 4. <laughs> as much as I respect him for producing Halloween 1 and 2, Mr. Ricard, what were you thinking? He was thinking, I'll get John Carpenter to direct it. <laughs> and it didn't happen. So we gotta set the stage though, we gotta set the stage right. Go on then, set the stage. Let, let, let's forget about Halloween 3. No, that's unfair. No, no, it's a great movie, but it's not part of the Michael Myers. No, okay, yeah, fine. Halloween 2 ended in 1981. Yes. It ended, remember, it ended with everybody blowing up. Apart from Jamie Lee Curtis. Dino Pleasance burned to a crisp. Yes. Michael Myers burned to a crisp. But we didn't actually see them, did we? Oh, just shut up. They were burned to a crisp. After having his eyes shot out by crackshot Jamie Lee Curtis. One bullet for each eye, one shot for each eye. Doing her best Dirty Harry on him, yeah. Oh. So, in now, miraculously, we have Halloween 4. Oh, yes. Where, you know. He's back. Michael's only been burned badly. Yeah. And we have the ever-changing prosthetic <laughs> on Donald Pleasance's face. <laughs> yeah. It looks like someone had taken the skin off a raw chicken and just glued it on. And it gets better and less pronounced with each shot. Well, it's obviously healing as it goes through. Right, and did you see this film in theatres? No. No, me neither. I saw this, I've probably spoken about it before, but in the late 80s, my aunt had Sky TV. And I used to go down there every week with a big stack of videotapes and a list of films saying, take these for me. (laughs) Halloween 4 was one of those. Oh, very cool. Okay. So I, I did okay. see it at the time, but it was on uh, on Sky TV, which my aunt taped for me. So yeah, and I'd seen, but I hadn't seen Halloween two when I saw this. I'd seen one and three, hadn't seen Halloween two. So okay, but I was a big Nightmare on Elm Street fan, big Friday the Thirteenth fan, and there were posters for this everywhere. I remember, so I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I will say this: I am a complete apologist for this. I love Halloween movies, sort of. Yes. But this four, five, and six, the more I watch them, the harder it is to keep me on board with Halloween four, five, and six. Well, it's worth saying at this point, four, five, and six are a trilogy unto themselves, aren't they? Yes. Yes. Yes, they are. Which means you can actually take them out of the canon of the series, Uh, which I frequently do. It's, I I just don't even know. they they do they do have we Danielle Harris in it yes and she's very good and we see why she goes on to do in the zombie movie or the Rob Zombie films and yep. goes on to do other great things yep she's in the Hatchet films and a few a- other absolutely things. Yes. yes she's fantastic in these movies probably the best thing in these movies 
Yeah, so but, when, when you, you know, your six-year-old child actor or whatever is, is your best actor in the film. Something's gone awry. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, Donald Pleasance is back. Um, You know, we love Donald Pleasance, but he's not really acting in this, is he? No. He's shouting. Yes. He's lost the plot by this point. Or the character of Loomis has lost the plot, I should and, say. And let's be honest. Who in the hell shows up on a rainy night, and I mean night, to pick up a deranged serial killer and transport him to some other facility. Routine transfer? <laughs> <laughs> routine? What? what routine? Whose routine what? is it? Oh, God, it's just... There's so much wrong at the beginning. Now, <laughs> you, say, you say that. Now, the beginning of this film is my favourite bit. <laughs> oh. The first 20 minutes of this film, <laughs> I don't mind. There are thoughts with oh. it, like you say, the rainy night, the thunder, let's pick up the serial killer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, all right. That's playing to cliche a little bit. It's set in the scene. We know what it's about, really. I like the intro shot when it shows you the shots of Haddonfield and the title card comes up and the font's the same as it was before. It puts us right back in the same mood as Halloween 1 and 2. I like that. Yeah, but that mood, mood is quickly dashed. Yes. <laughs> up until the point where Loomis sees Michael Myers at the garage... I think it's okay. Once Loomis leaves the garage and heads for Haddonfield, the film just drops off a cliff completely. Woo. It's boring. That's the main thing with this film. It's fucking dull. It's, uh, it is something, isn't it? Yeah. Nothing actually happens. And I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to be like what John Carpenter did with the first film and set a mood, set an atmosphere, make it creepy. But they missed the point that John Carpenter actually had a vision and talent. Yes. And he had cinematographers and composers and all these things to make the whole film work as an experience right. in suspense. Well, there's there's no John Carpenter. There's nope. no Dean Cundy at this point. No. Nope. I mean... No, the only link we've got to the original films is Donald Pleasance. Yes. Yes. And he just spends the time try- sounding like he's trying to clear his throat while spouting on about evil. Yes. Yes. And nothing happens. You've got horrible, horrible characters in here. At one point, you've got pickup trucks full of rednecks with shotguns running around. Where do the rednecks... Are they in Texas all of a sudden? No, they're in Illinois. They're in southern Illinois. They're in southern Illinois, which is... Or mid-Illinois. In the first film, is a nice sort of leafy, suburby type place. And all of a sudden, there's a gang of rednecks with shotguns and baseball hats. You know, I'm looking for some education. That type of people. <laughs> You know the sort. And, yeah, they're suddenly in the sticks in the middle of nowhere. It's like they've suddenly gone into the Rob Zombie uh, Halloween, which was obviously a few years in the future. Yes, yes. And it's weird. But the characters themselves oh. are awful. You know, like we said, Daniel Harris as Jamie Lloyd, who is supposed to be the daughter of Jamie Lee Curtis's character who has died. She's fine. Yes. you got Ellie Cornell as her sort of foster sister, Rachel. She's... She's okay. She's just a bit wet, that's all. Yeah, yeah. You've got Michael Pataki, who's an actor I, I usually quite like. He's in uh, Rocky Four, you know, the greatest cinematic epic of our time. He's in that as the Russian trainer. He's here as Dr. Hoffman, who's Loomis's boss. <sighs> Underused. He could have been something really good, but he just isn't. He's just not used at all. So is uh, do, do we get the man in black with the boots and the coat? That's and this the next one. one. Come- oh. That's the next one. We'll get there. Do we have to? Yeah, we do. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, the characters of Rachel's parents are just sort of there, floating around, 
telling her not she can't go trick or treating, and then that's it. That's the only interaction there is. You got what's a, Rachel's boyfriend? Is it Brady? His name? He's just yeah, bloody awful. Again, you want him to get hacked up. Although I don't think he's much of a boyfriend because he's kind of mounting everything other than her. So well, he's banging the sheriff's daughter. Yeah, who yeah. has a huge set of norks, and we don't get to see them. Come on. <laughs> When the 12-year-old me was watching this for the first time, that was it. That was like, oh, she's going to get her bra off. Oh, and he's changed the camera angle, you bastard. <laughs> oh, I sound like Donald Trump now, don't I? <laughs> no, I do appreciate oh. the female form. Very much so. But yeah, it's just a film. It just feels it feels neutered, this film. Just when yeah. you think something good's going to happen, the camera cuts away or... It's just not there. You don't know whether... I mean, I'm sure somewhere there's an X-rated version where there is nudity and there is lots of gore and lots of blood, but it's just not here in the finished version. It's, uh, you know, to me, the scene that perfectly captures the entire theme of this movie is as they're leaving town with Danielle Harris and the other her stepsister. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the rednecks see the cops coming, they all start shooting their guns. I mean, what is it, the Wild West? Yeah, that's it. I, I That's encompasses the movie it's like oh okay yeah if it was at some texas barbecue i could understand it but we're supposed to be in you know leafy suburbs of chicago uh, illinois hanfield yeah Ugh, so i'm getting yeah Han- they've leave- moved that leafy suburb about 100 miles south and this is it the other problem we've got here is michael myers himself does the mask looks fucking horrible oh it's terrible what have they done to it it doesn't it's not the william shatner Hadn't mask s- before in the first movie it's not that. It doesn't look like no, anything. No, it's terrible. It's, it, it looks like a knockoff you'd get from a pound from a pound shop. I, where they? I, I don't even know where they got the mask. Did they not see the first movie? I don't think so, because it doesn't look... It looks nothing like the first mask. It looks like someone's... They couldn't find the William Shatner mask. They've gone to the local store, seen something that's completely different, and said, well, we can make that into that mask, can't we? And it looks fucking awful. It does. Yeah, Michael Myers, in in this film, he's not threatening, he's not intimidating, he's not scary. His hair is even, it's his hair is combed. Oh, I know, it's like this weird (laughs) big hair bouffant that's been swept back. (laughs) It looks like Donald Trump, actually. Yeah. His hair has been combed and gelled. What were they thinking? Oh, I know, it's, yeah. Again, they've just missed the point of what Carpenter did with the first film. And I know... You know, they're supposed to be stepping up and competing with, you know, Jason and Freddy and all that sort of stuff. And it's just a boring, boring film. Nothing happens. You know, the first few minutes are okay. It sets the scene okay. There's a little bit of atmosphere as it starts, and then it's just gone. Well, Chris, why don't you tell everybody what happens at the end? Oh, well, he, uh, the the rednecks all blast him with shotguns and things, because no one's thought of that before. Right, right, right. And uh, they blast him down a well. Very good. Yeah. So guess what's going to happen in the next movie? <laughs> we'll find out in a minute. Um, but before <laughs> before we get there, there's another little scene at the end of this film. Which one? Involving which Danielle one? Harris. Oh, Lord, yes. Because yes, she's been wearing is. this clown outfit throughout the, uh, the film, because it's Halloween, obviously, uh, which looks a little bit like the Michael Myers clown costume from the first film. And then you see her go into a room with her, her foster mother. You hear the foster mother scream, and she steps out with a bloody knife. And we get Loomis pointing his gun at her, shouting, "No!" no! 
it's <laughs> my friend. It, it sounds it sounds like they're trying to dig a bullet out of him without anesthetic. Yeah. So I think the the idea was to Michael Myers to pass the uh, killer gene on to uh, Daniel Lloyd's character and for her to be the serial killer in the next film, uh, maybe. It, uh, maybe. It certainly could be. It could be, couldn't it? Because cause audiences would rush out to see, you know, a six-year-old girl serial killer, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. it, I'm done with this film. It, it's boring, it's naff, there's no tension, there's no scares, there's not a lot of gore, there's no tits in it, there's nothing. Not a lot. And you know, I used to, I used to just tell people, well, you know, it's not the greatest, but it's, it's okay. And, but the more I watched, I've watched it probably three times this year. Really? And it, yes, really. And it just doesn't get any better. It gets worse every time I see it. I bought this on Blu-ray last year. Again, completion. <laughs> yeah. Halloween four and five were released on Blu-ray by Anchor Bay a couple of years ago here. I don't know why just those two, but they were. So, yeah, I bought it last year, and I watched it when I bought it, and then I watched it again about a week and a half ago for this show. Um, I probably won't watch it again, to be honest. I'll probably be stupid enough to watch it again. Yeah, unless I get forced into some Halloween marathon, I might. But You know what happens, right, is you get three years away from having to see it, then your mind plays tricks on you. Oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. Oh, no. Put it in and... I'll listen to a podcast and someone would mention it and say, actually, oh, it's quite good. And I'll go, nah. And then I'll go back and watch it. <laughs> so what did you score this? I gave it a two. I gave it a two as well. Wait a minute. We agree? Yeah. But you sound wow. like a positive two where I'm like, oh, fuck it, it's a two. <laughs> it's a two because the girl with the big tits gets her bra off, even though you don't see it. <laughs> There's a bit of a tease. Uh, oh. I, I like that. I like the opening scene in the garage with Loomis and that. But then, say after that, I just don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, for somebody who's been in a coma for ten years, Michael Myers is pretty mobile and is strong enough physically. Yeah. To drive a tow truck, a stick shift tow truck, that he probably has to double clutch. Well, yeah, but bear, so... in, bear in mind, he learned how to drive in prison <laughs> when he was about six. So, <laughs> I mean, a station wagon is one thing. <laughs> but a tow truck that you have to double clutch? Yeah, they can uh, be a bit tricky. Yes, yes. They're tricky for those those of us who've done the course, let alone people who've yeah, been exactly. in a coma. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> right, okay, should we, should we move on? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's further step into the uh, the silliness that is Halloween 5. <laughs> uh, more silliness, but maybe not as uh, offensively bad. Let's find out. Let's play a trailer. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm playing a trailer, then we'll get into it. Sheriff? They want you down at the cemetery. Today in the cemetery, suddenly dug up a coffin. It was a coffin of a nine-year-old girl. that she is not him, she's just a child. They know that Michael Myers is her uncle and that she attacks her stepmother. That's why they fear her, especially on Halloween. You're afraid. You're afraid the whole thing might start to happen again. How many people did he kill last year? Have you forgotten? But you never looked into his face, did you? You never saw his eyes. You never saw that 
nothing, no expression, blank. My memory goes back 12 years. I prayed that he would burn in hell, but in my heart, I knew that hell would not have him. Michael Myers is outside. The National Guard will take him to a maximum security facility. But he'll stay till the day he dies. Never die. Michael Myers from 1989, directed by Dominique Othin Girard. I think I pronounced that right. Um, and also Dwight H. Little again, but he's uncredited, but we'll get there. Starring Donald Pleasance, Danielle Harris, Ellie Cornell, Bo Starr, Jeffrey Landman, Matthew Walker, Fendi, Fendi, Wendy Foxworth, and Troy Evans. Right. <sighs> yeah, they killed him, they blasted him down a well, and he's back. That's your plot. Yep, that's the synopsis. Yep. Again, this was another film that was on Sky TV when it came out, and off, off I cycled with my little box of videotapes down to my aunt's house, and I got this recorded, and I watched it, and I've got to be honest, I couldn't really differentiate it from part four at the time. It's very hard to. They blurred into one for me. Yes, yes. Coming back to it now, uh, again, I watched it last year, because I bought it on Blu-ray, and I watched it again about a week and a half ago. I'm going to say... I'm not going to say I like this film. I prefer it to part four. I find them equally offensive. Dear. Yes. Right. Okay. So, so you know, <laughs> suddenly, in the middle of nowhere, in this leafy suburb in central Illinois... Central Illinois, Texas. We have what springs up a child's mental health center. <laughs> if they had had that in the 70s, they could have treated Michael Myers, wouldn't they? Now, now, where did the demand come from to have a psychiatric center for children in Haddonfield? I mean, is this a problem in Haddonfield? <laughs> okay. I, I, okay, so the first problem. Second problem is uh, Michael Myers really floats down a thing and some guy by the river takes care of him. Yeah, see, you'd think... If Michael Myers is laying comatose for a year, which he supposedly does in this film, and he's been looked after by a tramp, is the tramp feeding him? Is the tramp, you know, washing him, wiping his bottom for him? <laughs> I know, exactly. How do all these things work? Um, you know, if you're laying in a hospital bed in a coma, you have nurses who help you do that sort of thing. But, you know, when you're laying in, in a well, I don't know. There you go. Yeah, okay. 
I didn't even consider the toilet aspects. Well, you know, you get infection and things, couldn't you? You need you'd have to strip him off every so often and wipe him down and you know. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> consider that. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God! But you're, you're, we're looking at this like it's something that would actually happen. Um, obviously, it's not. <laughs> so yeah, since the last film, J- little Jamie Lloyd. Um, apparently, it's not said she murdered her mother. It said now she just attacked her. Yes, yes. She's been a mute since then. She doesn't speak. And Doctor Loomis is still trying to find Michael Myers. And apparently, little Jamie has a psychic link to him. And so every so often, Loomis bursts in and quite frankly, terrifies the shit out of little Jamie <laughs> so that she'll tell him where Michael is. Uh, pretty much, yes. And she has a lot of seizures, you know. Yes, well, or so would I, to be honest, the way that Donald Pleasance is shouting in this film. <laughs> but his, his face prosthetic is actually healing. He, it looks better than it did in the last film, I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween 5. Well, there is a lot wrong with this film, a fucking lot wrong with this film. But... Out of all of the Halloween films in the series, I think this is the most fun. Because Halloween is a series that's not known for its fun. It's very po-faced, all of them. And I think the director, or the original director, that Dominique Othenin-Girard, was trying to inject a little bit of, i say European sensibilities, maybe lighten the mood a bit, which is probably why he walked off the project, because I think everything that he did was basically met with, no, you're not doing that, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, so I think the f- the finished product is not how he originally envisioned it, which is why. So they- who, do, who who do we blame for the cowboy booted trench coat man? Now I'm not sure about this. I don't because I want to blame somebody for that. Yeah, we do get a scene, couple of scenes of a man in black who supposedly knows what's going on with Michael Myers. Um, I think that was all added in after he left the project. I think. I'm not too sure. So, yeah, so I'm going to blame Mustafa Ricard for that. <sighs> put this stuff in. Yeah, they're trying to make some sort of subplot that Michael Myers is part of a cult, um, which will come to a bit more fruition in the next film. But um, Sadly, it does. Sadly, it does. But for the most part, Halloween... Fo- oh, wait, oh, this film's got comedy cops in it as well, isn't it? You know, it's the cops whenever they show up. There's those two uh, policemen, and you get a little tune in the background, like, almost like a Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> Don't know why. I don't either. It lightens the mood a little bit. Oh, God. I think the deaths in this film are better than in Halloween 4. I I do too. I I agree with you. There's some better kills. There's a bit more blood. But yeah, I wouldn't recommend this in any way, shape or form. It's No, no. It's not a good film. Again, if if you're having a Halloween marathon and you've got to watch it, it's better than 4. I think it's a little bit more enjoyable. But, you know, it's not what I would say is essential viewing at all. No, God oh. no. Especially the way that it ends. Uh, oh, I can't even think how it ends now. Oh, with the police station, isn't it? Yeah. Well, somehow, somehow, they managed to capture Michael Myers and put him in a cell. And then, okay. and then, then just leave him there, throw away the key. Yes, just that. Yeah, that would be just, the, if they had done that years ago. We wouldn't have had all this shit, would we? It's uh, it, how do they capture him? They could have captured him while he was having his ass wiped by the tramp, couldn't they? Well, they could have, but they didn't. They captured him after he's out killing everybody looking for the little girl again. No. You know, driving, trying to mow her down at the Halloween party and, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's 
this one is is no better than number four. It it's no better in terms of you know cinematic greatness, but it is at least it's a little bit more fun. There's a little bit more going on in it. Things do happen, unlike in Halloween Four, where it's just boring. So yeah, but just because they make dumb things happen doesn't make it you know. No, but it makes it you know Halloween Four. You can put on. Watch five minutes, go to another room, do something else, come back an hour later, and you're still in the same spot, basically. Whereas at least this film does move along a little bit. That's a stretch. But it's I, a stretch. I, it's a stretch. It's a positive. It's the it's the positive I pull from it. It is say a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more interesting, a little bit more. I don't want to say entertaining. You're not entertaining, but think it's not as boring. It's not boring. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So which is why I give it two and a half. I only give it two. Okay. What's Michael Myers' mask look like in this one? It's not as bad as number four. I know. But it's still pretty shit. What was it with the combing and the gelling of the hair in number four? And if you look on the posters of Halloween 4 and 5, they use the original Shatner mask. But yet the ones in the films, they look nothing like it. It looks like a cheap YouTube knockoff. Yeah, it does. But yeah, it's slight improvement over number four, but not much. Yeah, yeah. Which sort of describes the film all over, really. Yeah. Would you give it two and a half or two? Two and a half. I like it a little bit more than four. Okay. I am. There's not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, they're just... They're not. Like I say, you, they, they tend to... Four and five tend to blur into one. And if you really are do want to see what is referred to as the Jamie Lloyd trilogy, you know, it's the it's the middle film. And there you go. It's, it's okay. Yep. But there you go. Wouldn't recommend it. Right. Let's move on then. Let's play a trailer for the next one. Every legend is based on fact. Every myth is grounded in truth. For 17 years, the town of Haddonfield, Illinois, has been haunted by a night when evil roamed the streets and a madman ruled the night. Everyone knows his name. Now, everyone will know the truth. I knew what he was, but I never knew why. Halloween Sits, the origin of Michael Myers. Right. Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, 1995. Directed by Joe, Joe Chappelle. Were you going to say something? We waited six years for this movie. We did. Well, we didn't, actually. You might have. I didn't. Right. Directed by <laughs> Joe Chappelle, starring Donald Pleasance, Paul Rudd, Marianne Hagen, Mitchell Ryan, Kim Darby, Keith Bogart, and Susan Swift. <sighs> right. Number six. Six years after Michael Myers last terrorised Haddonfield, he returns there in pursuit of his niece, Jamie Lloyd, who has escaped with her newborn child, for which Michael and a mysterious cult have sinister plans. Yes, we've got a cult in here now. Yep. That's yep, cult with an L. We've, uh... Got another letter. We've gone full-blown stupid in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Complete with the costumes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see this film for years. I actually didn't see this until about 2009. So what did you think of it in 2009? What was your first honest impression? Um, 
probably the same as what it is now. It, I don't like it, but out of the three that we're covering today, it's my favourite of the three. Oh, what is wrong with you? And I knew what? this. Was, I know what? everyone hates everyone hates this film. Let me tell you why. What is wrong with you? Are you? I know you don't drink anymore, but are you <laughs> drinking? <laughs> no. Right. Two reasons why I prefer this film over the last two. Oh God. Okay. I think there is a little bit more going on in terms of technical filmmaking. There's some good camera shots in this film that I do like. You know, there's some good dolly work, you know, with Michael Myers walking down <laughs> corridor and the camera in front of him and he's walking towards camera. Good shots like that. And there's also the kills are brutal. This is the most brutal we've been to this point. No, no lie on that one. In this one, they are definitely crazier. Yes. And I know that's not enough to save the film. Uh, this is a film that was butchered no. to death completely. I know that. Out of the three today, I can take this film away from the other two and just watch this on its own, and it's fine. It's it's a slasher sequel, and that's all it is to me. I don't associate it with the original film, with John Carpenter's film. And I think, again, it's just a little bit more going on in it than there is in the last two films. But what's going on to me personally is so stupid oh yeah i mean it's i it's just it's absolutely stretched to fuck michael myers controlled by the cult of thorn oh my god oh yeah i'm not saying any of that's good at all i'm not saying that's good i just think that when you actually watch the film if you switch your brain off don't associate it with any other halloween film and just view it as a slasher sequel with some good kills it's serviceable i can't wait till we get to halloween number Eight. I want to hear your thoughts on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to rewatch that this week, actually. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Awesome. Bring on the Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, I have I have a Blu-ray, an American Blu-ray, but it's region free. And it's got um, this one, The Curse of Michael Myers, the ne- and the next two films on it, all on one disc. Oh, really? And okay. I picked it up okay. for about ooh, £6, I think. Okay. Okay. Like I said before on the last show, Halloween as a series hasn't been treated well on Blu-ray over here. So you yeah, well we we got the Scream Factory box set over here. Yeah, so. see, we we didn't get that over here, so we, yeah, we, you have to pick up the odds and sods we can. Four and five got a good Blu-ray release, but the sixth one didn't for some reason. You know the the one thing I didn't mention, uh, Halloween Five Blu-ray Extra has one of the only commentaries with the person who played Michael Myers. Oh right, okay. I, I believe that's. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. There's a commentary on the UK disc, but I can't remember who it's from. But I'll have to have a look at that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this film was butchered completely. Apparently, there is... You've probably seen it. Have you seen the producer's cut? Yes. That That's the cut that is on... Um... It's on the Screen Factory set, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yes. see, I've never seen the producer's cut. You can't get it over here. You have to buy that It doesn't make set. it any better, trust me. Does it not? No. Okay. I was going to say, if anybody out there could furnish me with a viewing of the producer's cut, I'd love to see it because I've just never seen it. I think what it does is it adds a few scenes to the uh, hospital stuff at the end. Yeah. They try and expand on the th- cult of Thorn. Yeah. And, you know, and then there's, yeah, it just, you probably would like it. I just, oh, God. Okay. Yeah, see, I mean, I mean, this to me, I'm not saying, like I said, it's not a great film, but I could, you know, it's late at night. I fancy watching a slasher film. I don't want to have to think too hard. I could, I can easily just sit and let this one float over me. 
and it doesn't bother me. And here's where I come from is mm-hmm. as a fan yeah. of the Halloween thing. Number four insulted me. Mm-hmm. Number five didn't make it any better. <laughs> and as a viewer, you're you're going at number six. You're just thinking, do <laughs> they think we're stupid? <laughs> and, and it just so it, to me, it's just so insulting to the people mm-hmm. who love this love this stuff. By the time they get to six, it's just this is all you got. Yeah. Um, really, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's what just, you got? I mean, it's they're stretching it paper thin. Well, like I said there's some there's some good camera work. There's some good kills. Um, Pleasance is back and barely. Bad as ever. Because he can barely speak in this one. Um, he did die just after making this film, actually. He did. He really, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But uh, there's some horrible characters. They're really stretching the Strode family, uh, extended family in this one, aren't they? Oh, God, yes, The guy who plays the dad, I mean, what a fucking cliche, horrible, violent dad character that he is. But he, yes. does, he does get a good death. Yes, he gets the picky up death. You know, they stab him and pick him up. Stab him, pick him up, and shove him into an electrical box. It's quite a good scene. Yes, yes. You got Marianne Hagen plays Cara Strode in this odd bit of casting, and I don't mean that offensively to her because I mean she's not a bad actress, but she seems older than the rest of the kids in the family. A lot older. Yes, very much so. She almost seems the same age as her parents. <laughs> yes, yes. Which is very odd. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere she wasn't going to be the. They didn't want her for it, but the other person they wanted backed out or whatever, so they took that. I might be wrong, but I'm sure I read that. Um, and we also have Paul Rudd in this film. This is one of his yep. first films. Yes, we do. I'm not a fan of Paul Rudd particularly, and this sort of cements why, because he's fucking awful. I was going to say he's not that bad in this film. Oh, no, man, he's fucking bad in this. Yeah, I think he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's play. If you thought Donald Pleasance was a bit fucking serious, Paul Rudd just takes it to another level. <laughs> to me, Paul Rudd was one of the shining points in this movie. No. Oh, oh, yes. I mean, the script's bad enough, but to have it delivered by people who just really can't fucking act, because he can't in this <laughs> film. Oh. We're differing on this one, aren't we? Yeah. But like I said, to analyse this film too much is, is pointless, because, you know, it's the sixth part of a series that has woefully lost its way. Yes, yes. Say, late at night, you want a horror film, watch it for the kills, because they're quite good. I think the hospital scene at the end, when they go up against Michael, is quite good. It reminds me a bit more of a sort of Nightmare on Elm Street type ending than it is a Halloween ending. But um, Well, yeah, the ending will change if you ever get to see the producer's cut. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. like to see that. I, I don't want to, you know, give away any major plot points or anything. Oh, not like I give a fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, you're not spoiling much. Oh, where Paul Rudd tries to stop Michael Myers with laying little runes out so he can't cross a circle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he has the runes on his computer, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And where, yeah. The, where, the, where the Mark of Thorn transfers to uh, Loomis's wrist so he now controls Michael Myers. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, I want to see it. I want to see it. Oh. Somebody get me a copy. I want to see it. Anyway. Yeah, so <laughs> let's score this piece of shit. I gave it a one. Really? You don't like yes. it that much? Oh, God, no. Okay. I gave it two and a half. You're mental. Plain and simple. Well, I put it on a par with Halloween 5. Like I said, I'm, oh. I don't enjoy watching them, but out of the ones we're watching today, it gives me a little bit. I so want to hear your thoughts on Busta. Well, we'll I'm get dying. there next show. <laughs> I need to rewatch it because I think I'm a little bit conflicted on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, there are some classic scenes in that one. Jesus. And I don't mean that good. Yeah, they're not classic like the first Halloween film. No. 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 Okay, so we've put those three films to bed. So if I presented you now with copy of the la- of these three films to watch and said you have to watch one right now, which one would you watch? Halloween 4. Really? Yes. You think that's the best out of the three? It's the one I would watch. Ah. I, mean, we're, I mean, we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're saying, you know, that's like saying which turd is the smelliest. You know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, it would be it would be Halloween four, because at least I I, uh, I could tolerate that one the most. Ah, see, and mine would be Halloween six. Uh, yeah. God, <laughs> that's just a terrible movie. Oh, oh. <laughs> right. We've got yeah. some, we got some feedback. Yes, we do. And for once, we're going to read it when we finish these films. Instead of forgetting, doing it at the end, and then me having to edit it back in. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that gives them a bit of a look behind the curtain there, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, well, do they always say we broke the fourth wall. I don't know. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> I broke that long ago. <laughs> right. Do you want to read yours, or shall I read mine? Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I have an email here from Kristin Hawes, who wrote to us last time about the first three films. She's written to us about these three. Oh, very nice. Very Thank nice. you, Kristin. Yes. She says, hey, guys, I just wanted to contribute some thoughts on Halloween 4, 5 and 6, and I will make them as brief as possible as I don't have the heart to talk to you much this time round. <laughs> very nice of you. All right. Halloween 4. I like this movie quite a bit. Definitely enough to overlook its issues. Ellie Cornell and Daniel Harris make for a good screen pair. And Donald Pleasance continues the evolution of Dr. Loomis into someone slightly unhinged. It's good fun. Yes. (laughs) Halloween 5. This is where the storyline starts to wander into I no longer care territory. And by that, I think I mean both me and the writers. But I watch it because Dr. Loomis... (laughs) Dr. Loomis has basically gone off the rails and I can remember watching this on TV when I was a kid. And the ending stuck with me, so chalk up part of its appeal to nostalgia. Yes, <laughs> Halloween 6. <laughs> this legendary mess. There's no point in paying attention to the story here because it makes no sense. I don't even watch it with the sound on because there's no point. However, it does have some good visuals that I do enjoy. Kim Darby running through the house and then among the hanging sheets in the backyard come to mind. And really, putting Paul Rudd in a movie is not something I disagree with. I do. Okay, that's more than <laughs> enough from me. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on the films as your thoughts are never dull. Kristin. And she is at Kiki Writes on Twitter. <laughs> Her comments about number five. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Again, <laughs> five is one of those films where, you know, the director and the producers were just pulling in different directions, I think. Yes. I'd love exactly. to have seen uh, uh, the director's full vision. I think, I don't know whether it would be any better, but it might be more interesting. <laughs> You are really stretching today, aren't you? <laughs> I just hate Halloween 4. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. Oh. Thanks very much, Kristin. You've got some feedback from Amanda. I do. I do. Oh. Says, hi, guys. Really enjoyed part of your part one of your Halloween retrospective. The series is really interesting to me that in that while I don't necessarily think it's the most solid horror franchise, Michael Myers remains consistently scary even if the movies do not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, like said, <laughs> that said, I'm going to go out on the limb to say that I really like Halloween 4. I find that I'm in a minority on this, 
but I think it's a true attempt to work with certain elements of the first Halloween that really made the original tick. One is getting everyone into a house and working with similar claustrophobic atmosphere. And they're in his attempt to maintain, maintain consistency with the first two films. Well, well other than the beginning. Yeah, I think they're aiming for it, but they're not getting there. Another element of Halloween 4 I enjoy is that lets Donald Pleasance chew the scenery. Yeah. He's like having a ball with this crazier, even more obsessed version of Loomis. That scene with the preacher is also a ton of fun. Oh, I forgot about Oh, that. yeah, the preacher in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Because somehow he's got to get to Hadfield, so. Yeah, a crazy preacher picks him up and they sing, sing hymns together. <laughs> also, I really like the almost buried subplot about mob mentality. <laughs> this is something. <laughs> I don't think they were going for a subplot with that one. <laughs> that is something I wish they'd explored a bit further. And finally, I really love Kathleen Kinman's Cops Do It By The Book t-shirt. Amanda, don't we all? I liked what was underneath it even more. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. I'm not. <laughs> it's and hilarious, great. and she's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not sure Halloween 4 is any kind of classic. It's not bad, and one that I enjoy revisiting from time to time. Fair enough, Amanda, fair enough. Fair enough, if you like it. In my slasher circle, yes, I have a slasher circle of friends. <laughs> Halloween 5 is their film of choice after part two. Amanda, <laughs> who are these friends? They're not friends. <laughs> is this peer pressure that everybody talks about? I think to that point in the series, yes, maybe. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, I'm not sure why. I mean, it's okay, but it feels more generic and le less atmospheric than its predecessor. Well, that's because you're right, Amanda. And I find... Most of the characters to be rather annoying. It does have some fun moments, though. I really like when the super obnoxious Demi Moore lookalike is kissing Michael Myers, thinking it's her boyfriend, who is who is also named Michael. Yeah, yeah. He does not look pleased. The best part, though, is is the hilarious Keystone Cops oh, yeah. who have their own who have their own theme music <laughs> during their intro. <laughs> Lord help us all. Hmm. Overall, this is one I will watch, but not one I care too much about. Also, the ending. Yikes. It was just a bad direction to take the series, since it seems almost like an afterthought. Well, Amanda, we agree. Yeah, I think it was. I think there was issues on that side of things. <laughs> I will say, though, Halloween 4 and 5 did dinner introduce us to Danielle Harris. You know, I'm not a very good reader. On no, you're not, are you? No, <laughs> no, no, I suck. Who I think is fairly underrated talent. So there's that. We agree. I saw Halloween 6 opening weekend at the drive-in. Wow. Premiere. With, <laughs> are you ready for this? The Prophecy with Christopher Walken and Showgirls. <laughs> oh, there's a bill. Uh, let's just think on this. We got Halloween 6, The Prophecy, which I like. I'm not sure if I've seen that, actually. And Showgirls. Where does Showgirls fit into this? <laughs> I, I mean... Never mind. Okay. Yeah. That was a super fun night I had with two friends and a car of car full of food of junk food. I am also friendly with the writer of the film, Dan Ferrards. Oh God. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it's hard for me to be critical of this one. That's okay. We did it for you, man. He'd, he'd prefer your honesty. 
<laughs> I'm sure he's I'm sure he's heard a few comments in the last twenty years. I know it I know it has endured a lot of flack over the years, but Dan is an Uber fan and did his best to connect part five to his own ideas. Okay. Alright. Yeah, like I said, I think there's an attempt so, to do something. So, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. What I like most about Halloween six is the insistence on being straight faced and genuine in its attempt to maintain some of the creepiness of the earlier films. It's also a better send-off for Pleasance than Fatal Frames was, although I do admit I adore that film. Uh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, me neither. And when you look at Halloween 6 in the context of the error, it might not be the best film of the series, but it's not a bad slasher, which is exactly what you said, hmm. uh, for the film pre-screen mid-90s. And it works very strangely well with Showgirls. <laughs> so I say, everyone give it a whirl. I, I might try that. <laughs> The Battle of the Plotless Movies? Yeah. <laughs> Bad writing run amok? I, I <laughs> And loads of tits in both, but different types. I, I, oh, God, I don't know. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts, honesty, except for my slasher friends. I really don't know if there's a general consensus on this portion of the Halloween series, so I'm interested in hearing some opinions. Take care, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks, Amanda. You can, yeah. find, a, you can find Amanda at the Made for TV Mayhem podcast with her mate dan budnick yeah interesting she says that in the last paragraph uh, about the general consensus from these three films because i think that is out of the halloween series these these were the three that i was look, least looking forward to talking about yes yes yeah so yes. Uh, but there we go we've done it thank you amanda thank you very much for the feedback amanda and Kristen. even even though i suck as a as a narrator for a reading yeah you're not you're not getting that voiceover gig are you no, I'm not. I no. do love Amanda's feedback. She's always absolutely great. She always finds the positive in the piles of shit that we have to watch. I know. <laughs> and if Amanda can't be positive about a movie, we know it's horrid. <laughs> yes, and, and there's been some. Yes. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. Let's put Halloween to bed until the next show, and we'll move on. Move on. Let's, to let's move slugs. To a look at... Slugs, let's play a trailer. It all began in a peaceful community, a place that had never known evil until now. But 20 years ago, in the stillness beneath these waters, something happened. And now, its deadly spawn has been released. Coming up from the depths, out into the light. Slugs. First, they got into the water system. Now, they'll get into your system. Oh, my God! They ooze. There's something down there that's killing people. They slime. We got a new dead body showing up every ten minutes. They kill. We're dealing with a mutant form of slug here. A kind that eats meat. It has three or four rows of teeth. Don't turn on the tap. Don't go in the basement. No, get out of it! Steer clear of the sewers. And whatever you do, don't make out while your parents aren't home. Slugs. It may be the most shocking movie you will ever see. Slugs.
1988, directed by J.P. Simon, starring Michael Garfield, Kim Terry, Alicia Morrow, Philip McHale, oh, some funny names, John Battaglia, and Chris Mann. Right. Killer slugs on the rampage in a rural community. That's what IMDb says. That's what I'm saying as well. There you go. Anyways, slugs. Yes, based on the book by Sean Hudson. So what did you think of slugs, Chris? Go ahead and kick us off, buddy. Yeah, it's all right. Your turn. (laughs) You did did, what? You didn't like slugs? Now, I... Now, now, now listen. Now, listen. Now, listen. (laughs) I have slogged through some pretty horrific movies, but this one has got slugs with teeth. Yes. And they, and they, and at one point the slug even growled. You cannot get any more, we cannot get any more fun than that. No, we do. We love a creature feature. I love right. slugs. I first saw this film when it came out in the late eighties on video and I liked it. And then I saw it again about five, six years ago because I have a box set called the B movie box set on DVD and it's in there and I watched it and I liked it. I then watched it on Blu-ray last weekend. And I didn't like it as much. Really? Why? Yeah. And I rewatched it about half an hour before we recorded today. Because in the week since I last watched it, I'd completely forgotten everything about it. I like the premise. I love the special effects. There's some brilliant special effects in this film. There absolutely are. They are. This is a film that I really should be shouting about from the rooftops because I love this Chris, sort of stuff. This is your film. This, this is, is this, this is, is it. But I mean, th- it dawned on me. As I was watching it last week and this week, fucking terribly, terribly scripted and terribly acted. We have a pair of we have a pair of naked teenagers. Oh, what thirty-five year olds? Thirty-five year old teenagers. <laughs> they got it from the same casting pool as Debbie Does Dallas, so I get it. But brother, I can't believe it. I'm shocked. I'm I shocked. I say now, outraged. I outraged. do. <laughs> I do like this film, but it's not the total bloodbath I remember it being when I first saw it. And I guess I'm watching it now with a bit more of a critical eye than I was back then. Well, that's your problem. That's Don't the watch problem. You with the critical eye. That is the problem. And it just, I, I found it, I, I could sit here and watch it with the volume off and I think that would be better. Oh, God. Honestly, and I know all the shit that I watch, all the bad acting and the grindhouse stuff and all the film, even the films we've just spoken about. I know, you know, bad acting and bad scripts are part of the course in the films that we cover, but it just, it grated with me this time. I really found wow. it off putting. I am absolutely shocked. Absolutely shocked. To the hear script you say is that. terrible. The script really is terrible. It's like <laughs> nobody drafted it and it was just. What do people say at business meetings? Yeah, we'll write that down. And then we'll get some TV actors to say it. Because, yeah, TV actors, they, they're good, aren't they? No, it's horrible. <laughs> Honestly, watch it with the sound off. And there's the gore in this film is brilliant. The special effects are brilliant. There's some really good slug stuff here. You know, and the uh, practical effects are great. Even though there's a visible bin liner under the slugs for most of the time, you can see it on the Blu-ray. You can't on the DVD. You know, there's some good skeleton effects. Oh, God. But for God's sake, the bits between the slug attacks are painful. It sounds like fucking Knott's Landing the way they're talking. It's like daytime soap opera shit. This movie is better than Halloween 4, 5, and 6 combined. (laughs) You you could be right there. Oh, God. 
I am, yeah. I oh, am, but to be fair, I, d- I did score this higher than any of the last three films we've spoken about. <laughs> I, am, I am absolutely shocked at you. I can't believe this. But honestly, I found this... I th- I would happily make somebody let somebody remake this film now with a better cast and a better script. Because when the slugs aren't attacking and you're not getting those really, really good practical gore effects, it's horrible. Really horrible. That That's part of the... the no! Uh, it's, there's no charm to it. That's the thing. I can watch a 70s creature feature film with bad acting and bad script and there's a charm to it and you like it. You know, something like fucking Grizzly or whatever, you know. Even the Jaws sequels are better than... In, in acting terms, are better than this. And then... you, it's, Oh, I don't know. I just couldn't... It it, it annoyed me. It annoyed me. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I, it shouldn't annoy me because I love this stuff. But it did. And so if I when I watch this... In the, and I will watch it again. But... I will watch it with the volume off. Oh my god, I love slugs. I know you do. I've actually, I've actually seen it twice since we last talked. Yeah, so have I. I liked, I loved it. Yeah, and I know why you love it, and I really wish I could love it as much, but I don't. Do you know what I scored this film? Four and a half, because I saw your letterbox page. Four and a half, brother. Four, Four and, a half. and a half. I scored it a three. Oh god, I've wounded. I know, and it pains me, and I'm going to say <laughs> the transfer from Arrow Video is very good. The film looks very nice. Like have, I you, said, have, I, you, have you fallen? Have you struck your head? Do you no, have a brain aneurysm? No. Do you have a tumor? I, I was really excited. When this was announced by Arrow, I was really excited. Like, oh, brilliant. It's Slugs. Love that film. And I don't know why. It's just... it's oh, I'm, I might just do a fan edit and just get the, all the gore scenes and put that in a little strip together, and that would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's a really good-looking film. Oh. Apart from the bin liner under the slugs. Let's look at one of the the major scenes in this film is uh, the sex scene between two of the characters. Bobby is the guy, uh, played by Chris Mann. Uh, I can't yep. remember the woman's name. Honestly, it is... I've seen better acting in porn films. <laughs> Honestly, it is fucking terrible. They're, they're shagging, and then he stops and reaches over to Jack Daniels. And says, what you doing, Bobby? <laughs> I just need to... Fuel up again. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Oh, fuck off. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they get eaten by slugs. It's great stuff. Yeah, but that's the best bit. That's that's the bit I like. I like that bit. The scene is really good. The, sh- the character of the sheriff. What a great character. I like the way he's written. He's always he's, He reminds me a bit of the sheriff from like the Smoking the Bandit films, that type of thing. Fuck me. What bad acting. Really oh. bad acting. It's like, oh, do you have to smoke in this car? Oh, no, I'm going to fine you $500 for littering in this car. Oh, no. Dialogue, energy, acting. It's not there. I didn't care about the characters. There's no one in this film I like. The more I think about it, the more I hate it. (laughs) Oh, that's just too funny. That is absolutely hysterical. It's winding me. Yeah, it is. It's bad. Have you ever read the book, by the way? No, I didn't even know it was a book until you mentioned it. Oh, right. No, I read the, I read it years and years ago um, by Sean Hudson. It's quite a good novel. It's very pulpy. It is quite throwaway. It's very what? Pulpy. You know, it's not... Oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not yeah, high-end or anything like that. You know, quite a good novel. And, yeah. <laughs> I might rewatch it with Sean Hudson's commentary, actually, just to... Uh, maybe that might shed some more light on it for me. But I've got I, to say... I will tell you... Go on. Again... Arrow, arrow, solid package. Period. Oh, yeah. End of sets. Absolutely. It's a really good package. You get, I do actually own the full finished copy on this as well. I did buy it. 
believe it or not. I actually I pre-ordered it because I thought, yay, slugs! And then I got the review disc through and I watched it and went, <laughs> oh, and it was too late to cancel the uh, <laughs> pre-order. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Go ahead and send it my way. <laughs> nah, you were. Oh, yeah, you might be able to play it now. No, no, it's it, the artwork's nice. Actually, it looks nice on my shelf. I'm teasing you, buddy. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, you do. You get an audio commentary with Sean Hudson, who wrote the book. Uh, there's also an audio commentary by uh, filmmaker Chris Alexander. Uh, I don't know what he's got to do with it, but I don't know. Give him a listen. Uh, there are, and there's interviews with one of the actors from the film, Emilio Linda, uh, an interview with the special effects guy. That is quite good. I did watch that. And there's an interview with the art director. Oh, very cool. Cool, cool. And you get a reversible sleeve and you get uh, the trailer and all, all the usual good stuff you get with Arrow. And the film does look good. It does look really good. It's nicely cleaned up. A little bit grainy, but I think that adds to it a little bit. You don't want it too sheeny and polished. Um, yeah, if... Again, if you're watching telly Saturday night, what do I fancy? A creature feature? Slugs is fine. It is absolutely fine. And But, oh, I don't know. I will pick this one over H4, 5, and 6 any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Well, yeah, 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 okay. It's uh, Maybe I'm overanalyzing it too much, but it, I just found it <laughs> the acting grating this time. It just really <sighs> rubbed me up the wrong way. You know what? The next time we talk, you're going to say you like a found footage movie, and I'm just going to have a heart attack and die. I like Wreck. <laughs> and Wreck too. Uh, I quite like The Last Exorcism as well. Hey, oh, that's only two movies. Is that a franchise? Have you seen the second one? Yes. Fucking shite, isn't it? No, it's not that bad. It is. <sighs> the first one was better. The first one was the found footage one, and that was better. You know, we need to uh, we need to decide on uh, what a franchise it is. I mean. Is two movies a franchise, or does it have to go to three to be a franchise? Uh, I don't know, really. I suppose... I mean, you do hear franchises, and there's only two films, but I suppose three makes it more of a thing, doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true, though we can't do uh, Last Exorcism. Well, we could, I suppose. (laughs) Well, that's the sort of thing I would probably try and work that into a show about, you know, either a found footage show or an exorcism show or something like that. That's right. We can work do it into, that. Work it, work it into a theme. There you go. There you go. Now you're talking. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But, um, yeah, Slugs, I'm giving it three. You're giving it four and a half. It does look nice. It's a nice little box to sit on the shelf with the rest of your Arrow collection. Why not? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, it, it, the gore is good, and, you know, there is certainly a lot fucking worse out there. But don't expect any high-end acting on this, because it really is quite terrible. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great line, actually. There was one line I really liked in this film. And uh, when he goes to see one of the health guys in there, and he says, oh, killer slugs, what next? Demented crickets. <laughs> Which I liked. That made me chuckle. <laughs> yeah, bad acting. Uh, good good gore. There you go. And the slugs have teeth. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The and slug they growled. Effect, the slug effects were really good. <laughs> I don't suppose you could go wrong with making slugs, because you're just sort of going to make them look slimy, haven't you? But... Uh, you know, when he's in the, he's exactly. dissect, the doctor in there is dissecting some of them and cutting them up and all that. The effects are really, really good. But say, so just watch it with the volume off. Absolutely. Watch it with the, watch it with the commentary. <laughs> all right, brother. I think it's, uh, I think we got another show in the can. We've got another one in the can. Absolutely. So next show, show number 19, we will be covering the last four Halloween films. And that's about it. You, you really want to do four? Yeah. Because I mean, we could break it up. No. It would be, all right, well, we'll do four. 
We'll do four, because then that leads us into show 20, which is going to be a nice surprise for everybody. Very true, very true. <laughs> yeah, we'll do the four, but we won't do any additional reviews. Okay, sounds good. There you go. So we'll be doing Halloween H20. Refuse to call it H2O. It's H20. We'll be doing your favourite Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> and the two Rob Zombie films. I'm looking yes. forward to speaking about those. All right. Well, you know, we can, we'll talk about them. Oh, oh, yes. And then we get my favourite bit. We get to rank the series. Yes. Yes, we do. We I got to actually, I got to, it's not going to be that tough for me. But no, it's not that. It's, yeah, yeah. There's a couple in there. I'm like, mm, yeah, do I, do exactly. I prefer it to the other one? I don't know. There's almost a three-way tie for last place for me. <laughs> yeah, and it's and, and it involves only one of the films we talked about today. Okay, I think I can think of my top four, and I think yeah, they're really good. And then after that, you could probably put them in any order. It doesn't really fucking matter. I'm down to top five. My top five is pretty solidified. Oh, okay, okay. Well, it'll be interesting. I look forward to it. Me too. Excellent. But in the meantime, we're going to go. Say goodbye, Chris. Bye, Chris. Bye, Chris. Bye.